y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC and Carla de Puerto Rico. And on this show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 91, René. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I want to give a, give a quick shout out to our Instagram followers. We got Kay Jarrett, Kayla from Puerto Rico. We got Rezo Bloodline from España. Rezo, ¿qué más? Carla, who are you shouting out to? Also, I'm shouting out Copycat Motion Design. Follow her on Instagram, also her YouTube channel. It's amazing. A lot of uh, art advice for you. <laughs> and Seabuck1, longtime listener. Yo, what up, Seabuck? Uh, the Apparition, I see who else here. Gilding Cuts. Gilding Cuts, Nova NYC. That's right. All right, let's get Vice on with it. Vice in Queen. Oh, yeah, Vice in Queen. <laughs> So, some of you might be confused on what the title is. Um, this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, René Residente, the yeah, artist. we're going to be talking about his song and music video titled René. But it's René, is his real name, Re mm -hmm. you know, René. Uh, but he's, his artistic name is Residente, he's a rapper from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, we spoke about him before on the podcast. Um, him and his we, group, Calle 13. Yeah, we talk about Calle 13 and also his album, Residente. At that time. Yeah. Um, but uh, that that song came out. It's very personal. It's very, like, autobiographical. It's very, like, um, him, you know, melancholic, looking into his past. Mm -hmm. So I figured I would take this opportunity to talk about my own little, uh, open up a little bit, talk about my own little adventures uh. into my past uh, and go into speaking to my high school. Yeah. Um, so I did my own little journey into my past, into my childhood. <laughs> And, uh, and I guess I'll just open up a little bit here with a little a glass of wine and share with <laughs> you guys some of my personal impressions of what that was like. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I got invited, um, you know, my son goes to the same high school I, I went to. Um, shout out Mr. Arc NYC. <laughs> and, uh, you know, through him, you know, uh, in communication with the teachers, they ended up inviting me they extended an invitation to me to go and speak on a, like a career day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I never really felt like going back to my high school to either speak or be a part of like a of a alumni thing. <laughs> I, uh, it's weird. I have like a weird uh, and that's what I want to share with you guys. I have a weird relationship with my past that way. Um, when I think about high school, I... I have to accredit a majority of my technical know-how and my tr training as an artist to, to my high school experience. Uh -huh. But I have such a love-hate relationship, of memories of, of my high school that it's very, it's very mixed. Yeah. Um, it's strange. So, obviously, because of that, you know, I I have had a hard time thinking about going back to high school. I, I, I went to high school, I graduated in 1990. Um, high School of Art and Design is in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I went there to become, I thought I was gonna become some sort of 
cartoonist. Like I was going to be a, a famous cartoonist or somebody who's going to illustrate like Mad Magazine or <laughs> or do cartoons, comic strips. Like I would have been happy when I was a kid just, just being able to do comic books or comic strips and like make that my life. I, I thought that, that that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and when you first started that high school specifically, you knew kind of like I'm an artist and I'm going to become it or well well that's the thing so that that goes to my little my little long story here little long <laughs> here goes my st my story here i i uh i went to that high school because i was kind of put in that direction when i was in junior high school um my my teachers saw that i had talent and they they figured that i should go to that art high school because they knew about it mm -hmm. and they had heard about it and it, and they were like you know you should go there you can be an artist there and i was already doing graffiti in yeah. black books and I kind of heard from my graffiti friends that that high school of art and design was known for graffiti because mm -hmm. uh, because uh, Lady Pink and and some other graffiti artists had gone there so I I associated it with like wow that's really cool I'm gonna get to meet graffiti artists yeah. and I'm gonna to be maybe a graffiti artist yeah I don't know I just thought like that like yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. oh I'm gonna be the best I'm gonna learn from the best and I'm gonna be the best I didn't even think so, about the teachers I didn't think yeah, about those things not even the, about the academics but no. more about the people I'm gonna meet I'm gonna be exactly. around these people <laughs> exactly and that's and that starts the downfall of my high school experience <laughs> I guess um, no so I had that impression and and then when I went and applied and, and I auditioned for this for the high school because they have an audition process and you mm -hmm. have to show up your portfolio I I started learning that oh you know there's a, you can be an illustrator and you can be a cartoonist and you can be the different majors yeah and I yeah. was like wow I could be an illustrator I could be a cartoonist and then you know and I started like learning and, and opening my mind to more things mm -hmm. and then meeting the teachers I started understanding like oh they're professionals they work in, in this kind of field and and I started getting more open to these things but um, I started kind of feeling outside of it somehow. I felt like an outsider. I can understand that. I so, don't know so why. So what you I, knew about art was more about graffiti. It ended up. It ended up that I started identifying. I realized I identified more with graffiti. Yeah. And my peers and then, than the teachers. Right. Yeah. And that's understandable. And it's understandable that you feel as an outsider because going into a place where you know art more organically kind of like learning from what you see and practice not necessarily from like technical aspects you might feel a little bit like unsure or you know like kind of behind maybe compared yeah. maybe to other kids that maybe had you know that experience yeah i mean I, and i think there was also a little bit of a, a there was a little bit of a cultural thing also because mm -hmm. you know I, i was coming from a school that was Uh, more Latins mm. and then going to art and design it, it was more black and white and then Latin yeah and especially the faculty yeah you know the teachers and that so I, I there was a little bit of a feeling of like do I even belong here I don't even know if right. I belong here um, but anyway long story short my, my high school experience I failed a lot of classes I barely graduated I had to do night school So week uh, morning school, night school, summer school. I had to do all the schools, uh, extra class, extra classes just to try to make up the classes I failed. Um, I even failed art classes. Like I was, I was bad. I was really bad. Like I was not a good student. Um, I was very talented, and teachers all told me I was very talented, but they just were fr frustrated that I was a bad student. Um, and and I'll be honest, like even towards the 
the last years of my school experience, like I was really just cheating and just doing whatever I could just to get by. Like I would copy straight up homework. Like I would just take, literally take my friend's stuff and just write it all down, copy it down, mm-hmm. hand it in. Teacher didn't care. They would put a, a check. Yeah. They wouldn't even read it. They wouldn't even bother. And yeah. that was it. And I would pass class. So eventually I started learning, like just play the system and you just get through. Like I didn't even care. Right. Not what I recommend. This is not what I went <laughs> back to high school to talk to the students about. Um, Please, kids, don't do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was my honest. Uh, here, you know, we're a little circle of friends here, right? We're being right. we're being opening up. So I, yeah. here, you know, with you, uh, my our listeners, you know, I'm opening up. I'm I'm being honest. This is the truth. Yeah. Um. I but I did graduate. I did graduate high school. I graduated on time and everything, and I and I managed to pull myself together and, and get out in a de- in decent shape. It's just what I had to go through in the process was a struggle um and then also in high school uh you know social networking within the street environment you know a lot of fights a lot of crew beef a lot of graffiti beef and all this stuff and you know i i got arrested during high school you know i for graffiti and you know i, I started getting into trouble and a lot of things and so my high school experience was very loaded with a lot of things that mm-hmm. made it i think more difficult for me to maybe up to appreciate what I really had the opportunity that I had there in that high school mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> got out of that eventually yes I did go to college eventually yes I continued on and I did make a career for myself and I opened my own doors and I managed to get myself into different places and and voila I'm a success but I get invited to go back to teach, <laughs> to speak, you know, by the teachers. I get invited to go back and speak to the students. And then I'm stuck in this weird place of what do I, what should I go and talk about? Yeah. Like, how do I speak to students? Uh, I'm when not, your, when your I, high school experience was barely being in school, right? Exactly. And, and everything that I just told you guys, mm-hmm. I didn't tell the students of at all. But it's the, it's the, but the minute that they that it was suggested maybe you could go talk for career day, yeah. I I just, I had this weird place in, in my brain where I was like, all these memories flashed through my head, yeah. but it was because my son was the one asking me mm-hmm. that I I kind of put all that aside and I, and I put all my personal feelings aside mm-hmm. and I looked at it through what I would think would be his lens mm-hmm. and 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 I realized that through his eyes none of this even exists and then yeah. I started thinking about even his teachers like his teachers are younger than me mm-hmm. and probably through their eyes none of thing none of the things that I'm talking about even exist even even the building that used to that you exactly. used to go it it's doesn't gone. even exist it's a different anymore building. because yeah. it's a different building they rebuilt the whole school so. yeah it's a new location so it's not even like the building was the same so yeah. So I, I I did go through a little bit of a of a it took me a, it took me a couple of days to kind of piece together all these feelings and thoughts mm-hmm. and kind of work it through and then say you know what like that's in the past and I gotta look at things differently at you know I'm not who I was the school is not who it was the mm-hmm. teachers aren't even there anymore that might have even been there back in the day yeah you know I. I just I said, you know what, let me just put all this aside and look at it through other people's lenses and see what's the right thing to do. And the right, right. thing to do was for me to say yes, obviously. For me to yeah. to say yes and 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 focus on talking about what I am now. Right. And, and maybe also just thinking about the positives, which is it was hard and it was a difficult experience, but the school did uh, uh, gave you a foundation yes. 
of who you were going to become. And because of the school is that after graduating from high school, you were able to go straight to work or yeah. whenever you felt that you were ready, go to school, to college and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that I, I started this by saying, uh, you know, I accredit, I accredit so much of what I learned and, and so much of who I am to my high school experience. Yeah. Even with all its mixed messages, yeah. you know, yeah, I can't, I can't deny that I learned a lot there. Now, so maybe some, of, I'll start, let me start by saying some of the positive things about high school because mm -hmm. I just said a whole bunch of negatives. <laughs> I don't want you guys to think I'm crazy, but <laughs> no, I mean, the positive things about high school was I learned discipline mm -hmm. the hard way, but I did learn it. Mm -hmm. um, I learned respect for teachers. Right. Um, that was the first time that I really, I, I, I really learned also that there's a lot of bullshit ass teachers of that course. just, that, that will accept Whatever plagiarized give, papers yeah, and not even read it not even read it just give just you a to check make, just to make their work their easier. quota yeah, yeah. Um, but I but I did I did meet some teachers that really inspired me mm -hmm. in a way of um, discipline um, self-discipline not discipline like they were strict with me mm -hmm. they were so strict with themselves that it taught me something and, and I'll give you one example there was a teacher uh, his name was uh, I think his name was Mr. Doctor Which is funny because it's like yeah. <laughs> his, his last name was a doctor. doctor. Yeah, but his name was Mr. Doctor. He was an, an illustrator. He was a watercolorist. Um, he's somebody that I probably would not have anything in common with. I mean, he he looked like Santa Claus. He had a big white beard. <laughs> uh, he was an older white man. Um, I I'll tell you the truth. He had an accent that made me think he was from somewhere else, somewhere in the United States that I didn't know about. I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. really know where he was from. Uh, but he just didn't have an accent like what I was familiar with and. He, his personality was so um, serious about art and about his art mm -hmm. that he would get up and come to school early before anybody else. And he would sit there, I, I think, like for an hour, hour and a half before school started, just doing watercolor sketches. Wow. And, and that's where if you messed up mm -hmm. in any class, you had to make up classes by going to that morning class oh. and sit with him. <laughs> so that was his like discipline. Yeah. But that I started realizing that my punishment was his normal routine. Right. And I remember that weird feeling of realizing that like like oh shit like what I I took it as a punishment. Mm -hmm. This man is just doing it on his own and This he enjoyed right. it and right. he and he would sit there with with his other teachers would join him. Hmm. And they would just talk and and like hey and they always had coffee and donuts. <laughs> So I would start buying a donut. That's where my habit of buying a coffee and a donut in the morning started with that. Like they would buy a donut and a coffee. So I, before going to class, I would buy a donut and a coffee so I could sit there with them while they're having their donuts and their coffee. <laughs> and I would have my donuts and my coffee. And I'm going to do my And I'm going to do my, my watercolor sketching. And I, actually, I didn't do watercolor sketching. I did pencil sketching. Mm. He did watercolors. What, to me, watercolors was too, too advanced for me. Mm. I, to me, that was like what masters did. Mm -hmm. Um... Looking back at it, it seems silly now, but but that was my mentality. Like I, I just felt so disattached from any of the materials. I felt like I, it wasn't me. Um, no, the, he would do the watercolor sketches, and I would just sit there watching him, like like I was watching some sort of master working with oil paint, and and I would we're just working pencil and just and just sketch. Um, but that discipline, that yeah. was something that I really took away from that experience. And I wish I could have told this to the students this time around but I, yeah. to explain to them that I'm would, sure you're gonna go back <laughs> but but for me to explain that to them would be for me to explain why I was there right 
and the negatives and that's, they yeah. took me to that morning class yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why I felt really uncomfortable like yeah. for me to tell you the learning lessons I'd have to tell you what I did wrong the, exactly and for me to admit that to new students that are, are gonna be like old man what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> that was years ago get what over it what did you do <laughs> get over it um cause the youth see it like that they'll probably see it like mm-hmm. you know that's not our problem and it shouldn't be yours anymore mm-hmm. but but I guess it's something that you carry with you um, I carry with me not as a trauma. <laughs> I hope you guys don't take it as like as a trauma. <laughs> no, but I it's take a it with me as a learning a, lesson. It's it's a badge. It's a badge of a, of accomplishment of learning of um, kind of like kind of like those little experiences made me earn my place sitting next to them. Right. Um, I, who knows what stuff they had in their past that. <laughs> made them be these people right, that would sit yeah. down you know what i mean in yeah, the morning you never know who knows what they did um but i mean this is a different time those teachers didn't open up to you like that you know right I mean? yeah yeah, and yeah. I, I guess that's also me not taking that in this time that i want to speak to the kids so anyway yeah positive experiences there was that uh there was a graffiti contest that i that i entered uh, one of the teachers pushed me to get into it he would always make fun of me telling me i'm always doing these little graffiti things in these black books and like He'll be like, if you just put half of that energy into your regular classwork, you would be passing these classes. <laughs> and then when there was a graffiti contest, he's the one that told me about it. He's like, why don't you go and enter that contest? Like they're having a contest and they're giving away prizes. Why don't you do that instead? Do something with yourself. And he talked to me like that, like do something with yourself. Like, mm. like you're such a bum. And, and but I know he, he would say it with a, with a laugh, but, no, yeah, but yeah. that was his personality that he would insult you. And it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but... But uh, yeah, I entered and I won, and I and I won first place, and I got wow. my I got my black book, I got my markers. And How was he after you? You he w- he d- it, it didn't phase him. He was like I, he was that guy that was like yeah no shit like that was yours. Right. Like his attitude was like you just had to go claim it. Right. It was already yours. Nobody else was really competing with you in that. <laughs> That's great. But you're not but you're not even paying but attention not, yeah. to what's happening you around you. You know sometimes you. you need people like that in your life, like really straight up. You know, this is what yeah. you're doing, and that way you can. It's like a wake up call. I missed. I, I. I feel like I did miss an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. That if I could have, if I could, re, if I could rewind time, I would go back and ask them so many questions. Yeah. Especially about their personal life, yeah. about their relationships, about their families. I mean, but I never. You know. I ne- it never dawned on me that, um, and and I. I I don't know. I, I think like that's something that I kind of regret. Yeah. Um, but quickly with the little time that I have left, um, my son invites me to go speak to the school. I say, fine, let's do this. Uh, I talk a little bit with his teachers. I realize that his teachers are not like me either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you guys come from a whole different place. That's fine. Like I, I think they were, I, I have a lot of respect for them. I think they're genuine people and, and very, um, they're doing a good thing with these kids. Yeah. They're good teachers. I could tell that they're they're actually doing a good thing. Um, but I could tell right away they're just not like me. And, and I was like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to really adjust what I'm going to say. I got to think about and prepare what I'm going to say. So the things that I went through, I thought about, number one, what advice would I give mm-hmm. to somebody to keep them in school? And I just yeah. kept thinking to myself, if I could just reach even... There has to be in this crowd, there has to be kids with new problems, yeah. new things. It's probably social media related. Yeah. And it's not like what I used to go through, which is physical, but mm-hmm. it would be maybe more social media related. And I was thinking if I could only even reach a couple of them and let them know that 
that what they're going through shouldn't be a roadblock and that it just makes you stronger and that you got to navigate these waters. Um, I thought about talking about social media and I did talk to them about that. I talked to them about connectivity and communication, how important yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that is something that will never go away, especially in the, in, in, as an artist and especially in that high school. Yeah. Uh, the need for communication and learning how to communicate and expressing yourself with your peers. Uh, don't isolate yourself. Don't just sit there in your own little world. You know, open up and communicate with, with your peers and your teachers and, and things are going to be better for you. The doors are going to open up. Um, I talked about being resourceful, teaching yourself. Um, I talked about, you know, that I was being given an hour to talk to them mm -hmm. and that their teachers are being given a year, let's say, or a semester, whatever it might be, to, to talk to them. Yeah. They... We have a limited time as adults. We have a very limited window of opportunity to speak to them. They need to take advantage, take whatever we give them, and then learn on their own beyond beyond that. Yeah. Um, if you can learn anything in high school or learn anything in an art school, learn how to teach yourself. Yeah, Respect sure. what the teachers are doing and learn how to teach so that you can teach yourself. Um, you know, I explained to them also that the techniques and the methods that I learned back in high school were gone within five years. Mm -hmm. Five years after high school, like people were not even doing that anymore. They were on computers, they were on, on software, they were in a whole different place. Yeah. The media that we used to take in, the, the comic strip that I wanted to have in the newspaper made no sense by the time I graduated. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to be a comic strip artist and I was going to do Garfield and Heathcliff and, and, <laughs> you know, and all these peanuts, you know, Snoopy. <laughs> that doesn't exist. It didn't nope. exist anymore. By the time I graduated, nobody cared about that. Yeah. Um, there was no money for that. Um, and I was trying to explain to them also that, that what they do, what they're learning now in school probably is not going to affect them in five years. In five years, they're probably going to be onto some new thing, some multimedia, uh, 3D or virtual reality something, and they're going to be on a different level. Um, yeah. And so they're going to have to learn how to teach themselves. So the best thing they could do is pay attention to their teachers and how the teachers teach yeah. and how they th the teachers uh, ex do the exercises so that they can learn how to do their own exercises once right. they graduate. Um, I did. I did have some good communication with some some of the students. I felt surprised that some of the students were were as open to communicate as, as they were. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. Um, a lot of talent. I saw a lot of talent. I was really impressed. I still had that feeling like I still had a little bit of a feeling like I don't belong. <laughs> Believe it or not. I, I'm looking. I'm thinking about it right now. I did. Yeah. I did still have that feeling, like, like, do I even belong here? Yeah. As an adult, as a, as a successful artist, as, right. as an art director, and, I, and I'm there, like, do I? I don't know if I even belong here. And that's a weird thing to have to admit to yourself, yeah. you know. But I, I made the most of it, and um, and I appreciate my son for giving me that opportunity. Um, I owe him for that. All right, you guys, take advantage of. The high school experience that you're having now, if you guys are in high school, take advantage of it. Uh, enjoy these times because you don't have them forever. It's only four years out of your life. Um, if you're in college, enjoy your college life. And if, 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 if you're learning somewhere and you have a teacher, a good teacher, appreciate the teacher you have. Bueno, me, me desahogué un poco ahí. Sí, te desahogaste y hiciste como René. 
I had to. I got inspired. Yeah, I, I got inspired. I got inspired, man. That 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 song. Siete cinco cinco cero ocho dos dos. A ver si contesta. Exactly. Pues, Talk to me about it. Vamos a hablar del video de Residente. El video de la canción Residente de René. It came out on uh, February 27th. And for me, it's one of the most personal and kind of like emotional songs that Residente have made. Like he had made emotional songs before, but yeah. more like angry, angry, emo emotional in that way. But this is emotional on on a deep uh, personal emotion. I way. think that the closest thing that I saw from him like this song would be the other song Latino America. Latin America. Yeah. And that one is emotional, but he's talking about everybody. everybody. And he's talking about broader emotions and, and the emotions of, of all of us. Yes. Right? Yes. Here he's talking about his emotions. His emotions. While still touching all of us with his emotions. Right. Because yeah. we all identify with everything that he was talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. So um, in the song he talks about his moments of sadness. Um, he expresses, you know, death in her his, his family. Um, in his friend circle, his moments of depression and overwhelming times, and he talks about dealing with fame and concerts, and you know, even when he doesn't feel like it, that one of the lines that he says is, um, "El concierto está lleno, pero yo estoy vacío." So the concert is full, but I'm empty, yeah. which is very weird because it's not weird. Like we go through these things, but. If you see a concert of Residente or if you go to a Residente right. concert... It's not like he's singing emotional songs. He is full of energy exactly. the whole time. Like exactly, The exactly. whole time he's jumping, he's not quiet, he's screaming, he's singing, he's yeah. full of energy. So for me to have that visual of him feeling empty... empty in a concert and in yeah. his concerts are kind of like open spaces you know so it's yeah. kind of like a party we're all together and we're fighting together and to see that I'm like wow so when you were going through those raw moments you were really kind of like pushing yourself yeah. and I can understand how hard that can be yeah I mean um, you know he he uh Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about this. He he is talking about emotions that he obviously definitely felt. Yeah. But, you know, I can see how an artist can put those emotions aside and bottle them up. Yeah. Get through the work, especially if the work is street related, you right. know, whether it's rap, um, even graffiti. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to put all your personal stuff and bottle aside. it up. Yeah. And, and do the thing that you're doing to get going. it done, yeah. Um, because it is an aggressive type of art, yeah. Um, it's a it's a type of art that is not a passive art; it needs right. energy. And right. and I understand that. I totally understand that. And I could see how maybe he was at a concert, and maybe at the concert he was fine. Yeah. And maybe during that time period he felt empty. Yeah. Or maybe once he you know, yeah, on, he, a, on a on a break when he, he felt empty yeah. I, could, I could totally see that without it affecting his yeah when the song first came out and he posted on Instagram he explained that two years ago he was in Mexico before a concert and he was feeling very sad very depressed and he was calling his mom um, because he was feeling like he wanted to jump out the balcony wow and that that's when he realized that you know he needed a break and 
luckily uh, one of his best friends or one of his friends was staying with him that night so after talking to his mom he finally went to the concert but he really didn't want it to and the concert went fine he said but then you know um, he went back to the hotel and his friends stayed with him and that he he told his um, his uh, team that he was feeling some type of way just in case so that they could you know, take keep care of him, him yeah. and keep an eye on him. Uh, but yeah, that's when he started. And he also, um, he had a conversation with Zoe Saldana. And he was explaining that this song didn't start as a song. Like it was just kind of like a free writing exercise for him just to like write down everything that was going through his mind. So let's give a quick description of the song. Yeah. So the song is... Uh, Not the video, but the song. The song is basically him starting off with his mom it's like a little throwback a montage of voices of, yeah. of a, a voice actress playing his mom talking to him as a kid get, doing a thing of like you know hey come on let me teach you something kind of like like uh, heads heads shoulders knees and toes like yeah. that but, it, but a Spanish version of it yeah. where he's teaching the little boy a nursery rhyme to teach the body parts yeah. and and then he goes into his rap his rap is more like a spoken word yeah. uh, piece no drum beats it's just only only uh, strings kind of, like yeah. orchestral strings in the background or something like yeah that. just to make it give you that emotional vibe the yeah. whole song is basically spoken word with, with strings with violins yeah and, and through the song he's uh, basically um, describing his experiences as from, he, from his childhood when he was a child but also his adolescence his family yeah. his parents yeah. his 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 stepfather his yeah. mom their his, relationship his problems already as an adult and everything like he he Actually, he starts of him as an adult and the problems that were going through his mind right there. And then he kind of like do a dive deep into, oh, but I remember when I was a exactly. child. Exactly. And and everything that we had and, and the struggles, but then also the good things and the memories and, and the goes, things we used to do together. He goes, he goes through a lot of the feelings that I, I mean, things that I identified with. Some of yeah. the lyrics were like, parts where he was talking about wanting to go back to his childhood where his friends would come look for him to play yeah um things like you know um you know having conversations with his stepfather and like you know having arguments that would end up getting just kind of resolved by watching baseball, baseball. a game of baseball like just you know things that like that like when you're a kid you don't realize they're a thing mm -hmm. that you're going through that uh, 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 a human interaction yeah. that you're having you think that you're just getting through that day and you're just thinking about how can i get through this so i can move on to the next day yeah but these are memories that you're making yeah and these are experiences that you're having and and if you learn from them you yeah. take you take from them into into your adulthood and you don't forget um another one that are, uh, stands out to me is when he started talking about the friends that he lost yeah he talks about what uh one of his best friends yeah, getting Christopher killed that was got killed by the police got killed by multiple cops yeah um then Later on in the in the verse he, in the song he starts talking about that by a certain age most of his friends were already dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally I can't say that my friends are all dead. I you know as I get older I'm sure I'm gonna start feeling that way. But but a lot of friends do disappear whether they get into their own personal lives their their they, their lives change their personalities change. Yeah. Some of them got, get locked up. You know they, get, they end up doing crime or doing something. They leave the country. Mm -hmm. But. These kind of things that happen in life, especially if you're growing up in a way that your friendships um, are not based on, 
hey, how how look at us, we have so much money, let's go on a, on trips together. And, no, exactly. But it's just based on just regular living. If you're available, I'm available. Let's go play. Yeah. You know, I know you from the block. I know you from around the way. If you wanna, if you're not doing anything, hey, what are you doing? Let's just just let's just sit here and, and not do anything together. Okay. Right. And, and and spend time together, but then also getting to know each other in a way that it becomes like a brotherhood, like a sisterhood, yeah. and things like that. And then at actually that part, um, when you were talking about like you regret um, asking questions to your teachers, I was thinking that you regret that now because you have the wisdom of knowing what it means to ask questions right and get yeah. to know somebody but maybe that that's the thing also with this um residente song is it's more like a melancholic way of looking um to your past yeah because you have the wisdom now of of what what does it mean right. and and what does it, it didn't meant at that time so now you can think about it and be like oh my god yeah those were special moments but you really don't want to go back to those moments because you're gonna really if you go as as the child you were you're just gonna relive it as, relive as it all it was, over again yeah right yeah so you want to go back with what you have already learned that that's something i get from it what any other quotes that stood out for you yeah um he said in one part like cometo errores pero hago lo que pueda like you know he's he's admitting um something i get about residente also is kind of like he's very stubborn yeah and kind of like in in a way like i'm always right type of personality and then when he said you know cometo errores pero hago lo que pueda like after describing everything wrong that went in his life um he, he's still trying to to survive basically and he's yeah. still trying to make the best of it um another one is uh, el estrés me tiene enfermo so you know He's stressed out. He doesn't know how to deal with it. So he's just drinking and just, you know, hoping for the best. Um, yeah, the, the drinking part, the alcoholism. He yeah. says that he, he write, he's, one of his lines is, I write better when I'm drunk. Yeah. That, that one hit me. Um, you know, I, I like drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I go a little overboard. Um, for the most part, I have it under control, but I do, I do sometimes go overboard. And yeah. I know different parts of my... At different parts of my life, I really have gone overboard, and um, for him to for him to say something like that was just kind of a little hard for me to accept. Like, like that, that, that you really feel that you are better when you're drunk. Like, mm -hmm. I would never say I'm better when I'm drunk. Like, mm -hmm. I know if I'm drinking, I'm trying to escape something. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to just numb myself and kind of like let my brain go. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I for him, that line coming from him, especially with a man with his career and his talent. Mm -hmm. Just that one hurt. I was like, "Damn! Like, how are you gonna say that?" And the, and in the video, so now what's we'll, we'll some little bits about the video? Yeah. The visual in the video is him walking around the ba the base a baseball field, an empty baseball field, and he's walking the bases. Yeah. All the way around from you know running going walking back home. From yeah. And touching each base and, and starting he's from first, second, third, and then yeah. the final base is home. And he's carrying a bottle of I guess rum. Yeah. Um, as he's as he's rapping. It, Little by little, it reveals that he's, as he's moving his hands, doing the typical rap gestures, he's got a bottle in his hand. Yeah, And, and you realize, he looks like a typical drunk guy walking down the street right. talking to himself. Right, yeah, And, yeah, yeah. and it, you get the bigger picture, and you're like, whoa, like, this looks bad. Yeah. You know, and, and that stuff hit me. Like, when I saw that, I was like, ah, this is not good. Like, I was like, this is a bad feeling, yeah. you know? And another interview that I saw of him, he said, like, 
he kind of stopped drinking like that like i mean he'll drink here and there and yeah if he's writing he'll drink but not as when he was in that stage where it feels like he was really numbing himself with alcohol yeah. he's trying just to like you know make it better now and another uh visuals of the video is that they show like his old house they actually recorded the house that they used to live in in the calle 13 mm. and um towards the end of the video they show like photos and memories of him and his family um when they used to be children all his memories of other girlfriends and his right. ex-wife and his son that and was exactly that was but so a quick uh, all right so a quick thing uh, just a quick summary of the video basically the music video starts off like the song it kind of yeah. has the whole thing about like just streets of you know old streets that he grew up in yeah. and then you hear the voice of his mom talking to him get doing the nursery rhyme and then the whole video is just him walking the bases um, around this baseball field that he used to play in I, I'm assuming in his old neighborhood yeah. and he's wearing a baseball jersey and he's drinking and you're just, just close you're just close up on him from yeah. the shoulders up and he just uh, rapping straight to the camera and, like. and it's just really down to earth really emotional in his yeah. face like a lot of like a lot of emotion and anguish in his in his eyes and yeah. his mouth yeah you could tell like it's really hitting him he's yeah. got headphones on so i'm i'm assuming that he he had the, um, the music the playing in his ears, ears yeah to kind of really get him more emotional that and then also because he was in an open space he exactly. didn't want the song to everybody in the neighborhood to, to hear, hear the that, song if, especially yeah. such an emotional song yeah um and then at the end of him walking all the bases he drops the bottle and goes to hug his son. Yeah, he, which he, he he shows the the um, his son's face for the first time in that video. Right. Yeah. And then that's when they cut to music that he he had quoted earlier, saying that you know when he was a child, they would listen to Ruben Blades in the house and all that, which all of us Latinos would identify yeah. with some version of that. Yeah. And and then you hear Ruben Blades, you know, doing his his uh, kind of like a solo Afro, Afro uh, harmonies, Afro and harmony, yeah, yeah Afro Caribbean harmonies. And and you hear the the tambores and the, congas. the congas and all that. Daniel Conga is the one playing the congas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then you see all the photos and everything. And then one of the images that got me from that is is seeing they show a photo of his childhood car, I guess, or yeah. one of, one of his maybe his first car, maybe the car his mom had his or something. Uh -huh. um, and it's just a little old hoopty. And then you see the photo, and then boom, you see it there on the baseball field. And that just got me. I was like, oh, <laughs> how many photos have I seen of of my father's old cars, um, mm -hmm. of us as little boys, you know, if we, if we took a long drive with my dad and we would pull over and take photos in front of the car. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my aunt, I remember my aunt, she had an old, she had, she loved cars and she had an old uh, uh, trailblazer or something like that. And I remember my, me and my cousin taking pictures in front of that in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my other aunt, that one time she had a, a Corvette or like a muscle car. Like, you know, it was, I remember us just those old memories of like, being happy to have these little material things yeah and the memories that you built around those vehicles and also i th i think also tying in with the music the fact that it was a ruben blades music exactly that that's where you heard that music exactly, blasting exactly. out of those cars yeah um you know it's it just that really got me like that really got me right i was like damn like that it was a real it felt real even though i was for a minute, I stopped looking at the video and I was living the video. You were like, thinking I was of like, your own memories. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Um, but another another point, just and I'll I'll just get back on it. But another point that got me was in the verses, especially in the beginning, he starts talking about that he was going through a divorce. Yeah. 
and so much and i i don't want to turn it into the hey let's feel bad for divorced fathers thing but <laughs> so much of this song and so much of the stuff so much of the of the stuff that he's talking about going through and expressing yeah i think a lot of divorced fathers go through that yeah um regrets trying to turn back time not that you want to go back yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want to go back. I mean, there's a reason why all these things happen. Right. And that things turn out the way they turn out. But it's just like the overthinking. The and overthinking. The nostalgic the wanting, aspect of Wanting it. to go back to a childhood before any of these relationships even existed. Yeah. Wanting so to go back to a time where you didn't even think about yeah. family, having your own family or having your own kids or anything. Yeah, because that's a lot of, of what he's talking about in the song also. It's like going back to those times where responsibilities were minimum and where we were just happy thinking about you know being together and and taking time together for me one of the things i mean almost the whole video when the first time i watched it i was almost crying at the at the end but um it's just watching it because it reminds me a lot of puerto rico like yeah you know that's puerto rico the and time lost. yes that time time that's gone time has gone but then also that's who we were like yeah uh, our single mothers raising us and just spending time with our friends that were live live like 10 minutes away I didn't think about so it like that, yeah. um just having those kind of like things that at that time yeah what you were taking from from granted and he was living those times to the fullest because you can you can see in what he's saying but at the same time it was kind of like well this is just life yeah but it wasn't just life like it was um, una comodidad que ahora mismo no se tiene if you're living in another state, if you're living in another city, if you live in another country. Um, your family is not together as we used to be yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So, yeah, that's like the whole concept of old Puerto Rico just got me. And even um, the school system and everything, like I used, I went to a school for 12, 13 years. You don't see that in, here in New York or United States. So, you know, it was just very memorable yeah all right guys Nostalgic. go check it out the song is called René by Residente that's right you wanted me to teach you right this is street reality Carla. can you even speak Spanish right now claro. or are you too emotional no I can speak Spanish <laughs> what do you got Tenía ahí más cosas que decir, pero pues lo dejamos para el próximo. Bueno, es un speed round, dale. Okay, discipline. How you say discipline? Discipline, disciplina. Oh, wow. Great. Di disciplina. Okay, how you say watercolors? Watercolors, acuarelas. Okay, all right. That one I learned later in life. But yes, acuarelas is watercolors. What okay. else? Okay, how do you say punishment? Punishment. Castigo. Wow. Castigo. All right. Um, how do you say routine? Routine. Routine okay. is rutina. Okay. Wow. Okay. How do you say get, get over it? Get over it. In Spanish, get over it. Um, is it one expression? Is it one? It's one word. It's a word? Yeah. Then I'm going to have to say superalo. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's your expression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your yeah. that's yours or your culture's expression. Yeah. Superalo. But okay. it is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is. I've get heard you it. say it and that's why. Okay, superalo, superalo, get over it. Okay, how do you say badge? Badge. Uh badge. Placa? It could be, but there's also another word is insignia. Insignia? Insignia. It's a badge? It's, yeah. Can be Como a badge. un escudo. Como un escudo. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do you say regret? Regret? Or Ooh. to regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good one. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. That's you got true. me. You got me. You got me in the feelings. Yes. Regret. Um, Something that you don't do. I think you don't do. I don't do too much regretting, don't I? Yo soy cabeciduro. Yeah, definitely. I march forward. I don't. I don't you dwell are. in the. If you see me dwelling in the back, something's wrong. Yeah. If I'm dwelling in the past, it's usually you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Keep walking. My kids. My kids make me dwell in the past. My kids do it to me. <laughs> They get me. Maybe that's another part of the video that I that it got me. Yeah. Was the fact that he put his kid in it, and it like that's a trigger also for fatherhood. Yeah. All right, I don't know. Okay, so regret is, or to regret is arrepentirse. Oh, I know that word. I just, I was drawing yeah, a total blank. I know. I was, you blindsided me I know. with feelings. Yes, Arre that's what I do. Arrepent arrepentir. Or, or to regret. Arrepentimiento. Arrepentimiento will be regret. Arrep I think. Arre arrepentimiento. 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 Got it. Yeah, and how do you say, this is my last one, connectivity. Connectivity. Yeah. Connectivity is um, connectividad. Yeah? Connectividad. You're right. Connectivity. All right, I got a couple for you. Okay, go. Um, is there a difference between, well, how do you say teacher, like high school teacher? Maestro. Maestro. So what's profesor? Um, like college teacher a college teacher is a professor yeah and a high school teacher is a maestro yeah how's a high school teacher a master <laughs> and a college teacher is a professor i think that's like the only like the difference i see i know that um school teachers sometimes they were always also called like professors but okay. for me when professor. when i yeah All when right. i went to college like es el profesor. Okay. Um, and then, I guess, on the topic of Renee, how do you say... Um, how do you say, like, memorabilia? Like, all memorabilia? the... Yeah, like, all the stuff that he was that he had on the side, all the old photos and all that. How would you say that? How would you describe that? Like a mm. scrapbook. I, el, it's existe la palabra memorabilia. Okay, but that's not used that way, probably, right? But yeah, I think it is actually. How would you describe it as? Oh, maybe como un álbum, como un álbum de fotos, álbum de recuerdos, como si todas esas fotos están en un mismo sitio, como un álbum de recuerdos. Álbum de, de recuerdos, yeah. 
like yeah. an album of memories Recuerdos which that's memories. another thing also like about the video seeing all those pictures also remind me of all those books that my mom used to keep exactly. with all the pictures that we don't even have like anymore. we don't have anymore we don't have physical. because we have all the photos on the freaking phones and you know and actually on, sometimes online. i start thinking about that i'm like what memories do we have because everything is online what if the computer crashed like what happened with those memories you know but that's it guys <laughs> You needed two episodes to get through this song. Yeah. All right. Well, we made it to another episode. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. I feel so much Spanisher right now with all yes. my Spanish words. I and hope tanto our sentimiento. Do. Yeah, man, I can. All right, you guys, tune in until next episode. Yeah, see you. See you guys soon.